Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 6.3 HP Reviews Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me is my bestest best friend, Chubax. Big Daddy here. Merry Christmas. Hello. Merry, Merry Christmas. This is our uh, the Christmas week recording of the reviews episodes. Uh, before we start, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, the Plus 6.3 HP podcast uh, um, stable of shows is available on YouTube. So just search Plus 6.3 HP in that search bar. Uh, we'd love it if you could subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification bell so you know when uh, all of our shows drop. Uh, we are also on Twitter, so feel free to interact with us. Follow us by, you know, adding plus six three HP Twitter on Instagram and on Instagram. Uh, you can also listen to us in uh, any podcast as a listening app of your choice. Again, just search plus six three HP. We prefer Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Uh, next week, uh, we will be tackling uh, The Witcher. Uh, however many episodes we get to watch as well as the first episode of the book of Boba Fett because if you do not know yet the plus six three HP reviews podcast is where myself my brothers we discuss our opinions analyze uh, certain week-on-week shows that are in the zeitgeist currently and we may or may not have one or two uh, movies and other series that we want to deep dive into so we can provide you with some insights, whether or not you should watch it, how you should watch it, when you should watch it, and who you should watch it with. Uh, with that, this week, we have two shows that have uh, currently ended their week-on-week run. So for those who have, haven't seen it yet, it's a great opportunity to either binge it or schedule it uh, so when you can finish that particular season. Uh, that will be Hawkeye in Disney Plus, as well as The Wheel of Time in Amazon Prime Studios. We will also be uh, discussing the movie of the week, the recently released Matrix Resurrections. That's the fourth film in the Matrix series with all of the major characters, or at least almost all of the major characters coming back. Housekeeping done. I'm very excited to jump into these shows. But before that, Merry Christmas, Shabax. How was your Christmas? Merry Christmas. It was good. Some good gifts. Some uh, fun. Uh, finally, some more time with the family compared to the last few years. Still an adjustment. It's a little paranoid, you know, being around yeah. so many people. have it, And having not done that in the past few years. But it was good for the kids. It was good for the wife, the in-laws. So that's good. Good. How about you? What was your favorite? What was your favorite gift this Christmas? Oh, uh, they got me a GoPro. Oh, look at you! It's not the latest, but I don't think we need the latest. You, know, you don't like, need it. Yeah, my ex. So I, I'm excited to use that, especially for snorkeling with the kids. So that's gonna be fun. I still need to buy Spe- uh, um um uh, the memory card, memory stick, and a selfie stick. But yeah, I did. Cool. Uh, it's also weird here because again, the the cases of the Omicron variant has spiked a lot, particularly in New York. So it's weird everywhere. People are trying to stay open, like the businesses are starting to stay open, 
but people's plans have been, you know, been canceling here and there because you don't want to get sick before you travel back to family. So everybody's mm-hmm. in this weird limbo of, should I continue with my plans? Should I just hunker down? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in a way, I'm lucky that I haven't really spent a lot of holidays with a lot of people or with family for the past decade. So I've always used, uh, <laughs> I've always used the the Christmas season to do just like rest a little bit more, do personal projects. So that's um, everything. So that's the only thing that I've been doing the past couple of days and throughout the next week, just doing more fun stuff. But um, we'll have more uh, deep dives about uh, our weeks and our updates in our next episodes of our Reacts uh, 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 show. Uh, but this week, we have, we have three shows closing so we have we have feelings around this so uh i'll start with with i think the the lightest among the three topic wise uh and i think the there's a place where we can have a lot more discussion is the last episode of hawkeye uh entitled uh where is it uh shit i don't i lost the title of, uh... <laughs> so this is christmas right um spoiler warning spoiler alert uh the things that we in order to deep dive into these shows we will be spoiling a few details of the series uh we will try to keep it as you know as light as possible so if you guys still want to rewatch it or watch it at your own time uh you can still do so but uh, on episode six of Hawkeye, we start with a recording of Eleanor Bishop, Kate's mom, um, essentially quitting uh, Kingpin's organization or trying to quit Kingpin's organization. So uh, we can assume that Eleanor took over uh, Kate's dad's dealings with the Kingpin to pay off whatever dad's debt, but because uh, Kate is getting closer and closer to all of these things that have been happening around Sloan Limited or Armand's death, uh, uh, Eleanor Bishop wanted to detach herself away. So she said that she had recordings of all the conversations or dealings. So uh, she thinks that she was protected and uh, Kingpin did not take that lightly. Cut to uh, the next parts where uh, uh, Kate finding out that because it was a recording sent by Yelena to Kate while Kate was just talking with Clint. So they started trying to figure out how they could close this out, both Kingpin and Eleanor, all the things that they've done. Uh, They form their partnership officially. They start preparing for this particular battle that will be happening during the Bishop Holiday Spectacular. Uh, they make trick arrows, which is kind of the the fun fun bit of uh, of the show. So that was uh, straight off the comics, where they um, you know they re like restock their uh, uh, dangerous Arsenal. and non dangerous arrows with multiple uh, with multiple different uses. This is my and finally labeling my nipples them. got hard. The, and, so that's where I think 
the the thing that made my nipples the hardest is I am a big I'm quite the the OCD person and I have a love affair with uh, label maker Dymo. So this is what it's like almost the exact same model that they were using to label their arrows. Uh, so I fucking love that scene. It kind of like really, really grounds not only superhero movies in general, but this particular series. And of course, you have to be practical. You know, Kate is still learning. It's not like, uh, you know, Clint that has been doing this for a while. So yeah, you have to label it. Uh, so, and then... Uh, I'll skip through a bunch of details. There's a little bit of detail there where uh, we skip, we uh, cut to um, Maya uh, talking to Kingpin and um, Kazi, and then Maya saying that she's going to stop hunting Ronin. She just needs a little break uh, uh, just to like uh, reset a little bit. But um, Kazi and Kingpin kind of read through it that, you know, Maya is about to betray him. So, you know, Kazi is sent out to kill Maya as well or to get rid of Maya. Then there's the big action set piece of fighting in the Rockefeller Center uh, ice skating rink. That was so fun. Uh, prior to that, I forgot that there's this, uh, you know, they, they were trying to look for Eleanor in the Bishop party. Um, they, uh, it's, it's funny that the LARPers were part or used as uh, kind of um, um, assists um in this particular mission there was a uh nice uh, touch nice touch nice touch also quite realistic well realistic in a sense that of they course, have experience too, with it anyways they're not some of them were firefighters yeah. and policemen Tops. but also the idea that generally if you're you're hawkeye and you're you're kate bishop you don't have the tech you don't have control you don't have a uh, man in the chair you don't have you know uh, Iron Man, uh, Jarvis, or Friday helping you out. You need people. So that was smart. Um, Yelena also was in the party. There was one of my favorite action set pieces was... Oh. <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, Yelena and... Oh, me. shit. <coughs> Bless you. Right. Uh, Yelena and, um, and Kate Bishop... Uh, Fighting, uh, um, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like play fighting where Yelena is obviously does not just wants to stop Kate from stopping her, and Kate is just stopping Yelena from killing Clint. Clint. So, so it's, it's so cool them going through different offices in the building. Their conversation in the fucking uh elevator was the fucking the best. best. This is. This is going to be the next 10 years of Marvel. The future of Marvel. And it's freaking bright. Bright as a star. They are great actors and they're great actresses. They have amazing physicality. They have great chemistry. Oh, oh my God. That's the key. Oh my God. I think Kevin Feige is is fucking uh, jumping with joy. It's like, oh my God. so they fight all throughout. The, I mean, I'm going to skip a lot of the details because I would love for our audience to watch that fight scene. That play fighting scene is so cool. Um, and then <coughs> big action set piece in the ice skating rink. Um, 
and then this is where it gets a little bit convoluted because there's so many they tried to close so many uh tracks uh in the series um which we'll discuss a little bit how marvel has been pacing their shows and their movies in general but there's the kazi and maya fight scene there is the initially there is the kate and clint versus the track suits which is super fun eventually they separate and it becomes kate versus kingpin mm-hmm. in the toy store and then there's uh clint versus yelena in the ice skating rink and then there's also the subplot of kate trying to capture her mom outside the toy store so there's mm-hmm. so many final fight scenes um I'm glad that we have a lot of, of Kingpin action here. I have questions there as well. Um, uh, Yelena and Clint finally talks. Uh, I don't understand why Clint can't just say that, hey, you need to sacrifice yourself to get the last stone. I don't know why they wouldn't understand that, but okay. But I, think, kind of... I think anything he says wouldn't, would just bounce off until, sure. until she comes down. The, cro- yeah, the correct timing, which, which he did, so... But yeah, and yeah. So resolution of all is Kate uh, eventually uses the quarter trick to incapacitate Kingpin. Then she marks her mom and has her arrested. Another love, questionable move, but I we'll love see. the ending though. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Maya kills Kazi, um, and then also captures a fleeing Kingpin. Uh, with a semi, uh, uh, um, not cliffhanger, but open-ended um, it's a off-screen. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. off-screen ending because um, they seem to want you to think that Echo was going to shoot him. Kingpin. There was a shot. Uh, but so... there was a shot. I don't think she was. Because we didn't that. see it. Yeah, it might have been like... She just did. fired somewhere in anger. And. And let them go, or maybe Kingpin was able to kind of Subdue capture, her. Or, uh, or, or, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, there's this uh comic book run where Echo did shoot uh Kingpin, and I saw this in one of the, the breakdowns. Is the King uh, Echo did shoot Kingpin in the face, um, in one comic, but he didn't die, he just went blind. Mm. Right, so that's uh, that might be another route. So the good thing about this is, smartly, you keep it open ended. Depends on you know, give the writers time to write whatever they need to do for either the next Kingpin series or the next Echoes or for the Echo series. You don't have to put yourself in that uh, situation. And then, as mentioned, uh, Clint was able to kind of um, withstand Yelena's attacks and the eventually were able to talk and, you know, um, uh, Clint used the secret whistle that Yelena and Natasha was using to kind of uh, uh, calm Yelena down. Um, Ending is Kate is spending the holidays in the Barton farm, which I fucking love. That's that's the ending I love. I, I, I love that because it kind of shows like, all right, this is how you become the next Hawkeye. You actually fucking Hopefully, we fucking train with the Hawkeye. And even better, we finally have a little bit more clarity on the fucking watch that they've been, you know, following. I think you were the one that called it. I think you, you, well, I mean, in one of your theories in the earlier episodes, I think you said maybe it's her watch. Or maybe it was, yeah, I don't know if it was your or the wife. 
Yeah, I, I, the thing is, like, it's, it, you know, there's a lot of theories, but be like fucking Kang's watch or Tony's watch becomes something. But, it, it, you know, one of the theories is like, it's one of the things that kind of connects Lara to becoming a, a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She was Agent 19, essentially Mockingbird, which is kind of cool. Hawkeye and Mockingbird. That's cute. Um, so, here we could see that oh like i'm hoping like my my wish list is hawkeye training um kate for the physical stuff but lara mockingbird training kate for more mental stuff yeah. more of the espionage stuff espionage. so um uh the there is a mid credit stinger uh for the for the hawkeye series which is kind of cute which Totally, well, not essentially related to the series, but it's a full on production of Dance and the song. musical Roger, Rogers, uh, Rogers, the musical, where they sang the full song of I Can Do This All Day, which is kind of fun. I, so love, that, I love the title, yeah. That is uh, uh, episode six of Hawkeye. Chewbacca, what did you think about the season finale? What did you think about the series? And any other notes about Hawkeye? Oh, um, I loved it. It was um, it was great, but it wasn't the best. It was like uh, we were talking about it last week, where most of the finales have been big dips compared to the second to the last. This one was a dip, but it wasn't big that big a dip. Just just couldn't match the highs and some questionable for me questionable decisions. But I loved it. Everything with Clint, everything with Kate was amazing. Yelena was amazing. The sur- my surprise chuckle there in the episode was uh, Jack being really... Jack? He, he was a good guy. <laughs> he ended up being a good guy. He, he's just a huge dork. <laughs> he's just a huge <laughs> nerd with a sword. It was amazing with the sword. He came into the party with a sword. That is dope. <laughs> right? And... I, I was for sure saying gonna be like maybe he planned it with the mom because he's he showed up to the mom's party who accused him of be sent him to prison but he still showed up and he still tried to take care of her and he's like he's just genuinely a good guy who's a good with the sword he's the best fucking so, jack I wouldn't mind him coming back and being uh, I don't know like uh, one of their uh, honorable allies like the LARPers very good use of the LARPers too like uh Mm-hmm. Kind of made me like the episode two more because it has more weight at the end. You know, it's not just like a throw. That's thing. true. I hated that episode, but yeah, me, yeah, okay. me too. That was the weakest. But yeah, it kind of made it lifted it up. Uh, the the tracksuit guys are always fun, bro. <laughs> oh, bro! Even Thank that you. little quip where it's like, "Oh, before I kill you, I just wanted to make sure that I told her what I I told he her my feelings. We went to Maroon Five instead." <laughs> But um, uh, Yelena, what can I say with the Yelena Kate? Everything there was so good. It even overshadowed Clint, but I don't think he minds. So that's it's just amazing. The fight scene with Clint was so dramatic. Also, like my do- my kids are like oh, really worried, especially Isabella. If he was she was gonna kill him. I mean, knowing MCU, they could have. You know, they could have. He could have. Yeah, I was still even the last part where. He pulled him up. I was expecting him to shoot him. You know, I mean, he would probably survive, but I was still thinking for uh, thinking for her to go for the kill. 
And then the old my nitpicks is there's too much kingpin for me. And not in the yeah. right. Not in like he was he was the one that Hawkeye was scared of, but Kate was able to take care of him. I mean it was a lucky shot. It was uh by chance also. But uh, circumstances but I don't know, it kind of, if he, if somebody like Hawkeye was so scared of him, why? Was it the fight, the physical, I think he could have taken him if Kate was able to take him, even by chance, then Hawkeye could have taken him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it the, the thousand tracksuit guys, which they took care of also? Take so I, I was like, I thought he was be more the man, the de- like the man behind everything. He wasn't going to expose himself. For just to get to Eleanor, you know, he could have asked somebody else to do that. I didn't know why. He, yep. I didn't think why he he would expose himself to be in there. And then uh, Maya was a little weak. Also, the ending. I mean, I would have liked it if it connected with Clint a little more. You know, if they had at least more another conversation before she went her own way. Uh, I like I, the idea of like you know the you know I I was really hoping that she could have been the undercover um person I know, like he yeah and then, stayed Maya and became Ronin but okay I guess they're going to a different direction now. yeah I know and then him uh quickly facing off with the kingpin and then looks like getting the upper hand and kingpin a little afraid so that that, that kind of diminished you know everybody was waiting for this big bad and then it wasn't that big but I I, I hope they can redeem him I mean He's still, he's still Vincent Denover, so it can it'll still work. So as long as they uh, push it, but I love that they had the courage to put Kate home with with Clint for the ending. That's yeah, you know that's a little like uh, putting your eggs in one. Like we're, we're gonna do this. He's there. She's there. You know, she's there with him. I thought I really thought they they did a, like a tease right at the end where he was getting the gifts and the shot was like. On the side, so he thought he was alone, <laughs> and he was getting all the gifts. It was like if somebody was there, she would have helped him. But he was, he was getting all the gifts. Like, mm. is she there? Oh, she's there. Kate was there. So that was so that was good. So overall, I didn't expect that too. Yeah, me. Yeah, me too. And then the the ending. Uh, everybody, me and the kids and the wife were expecting a little more zinger for the post credits, but still, I was still amazed that they had to create that song and dance. For the That's, whole choreography, you know, for for our music. I figured you did it in the first episode. Might as well record it, right? Might as well do it. So I think that's very smart on their end. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of it ends on the cutting floor anyway. So I'm sure they had to shoot the whole thing anyways. But yeah, I loved it. One of the, my favorite series. I don't know. Are we ranking stuff? I don't know if. How how will I rank this? So we we have um, one of it. So let's keep it within the the Disney the current Disney Plus series that we have right now. So, um, Wanda, Falcon, we have Loki. WandaVision, Falcon, Loki, and this. Uh, do we? I think we have to include What If, right? Oh shit! Yeah. Ah. Oh. I think for me. Ah oh, shit. They're also good, but um, 
maybe critically well, well, I well, go. while you're thinking about it my my thoughts on the Hawkeye oh, go 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 quite aligned with yours but um, this hasn't been my favorite finale of any of yeah, it's a strongest. the Disney Plus series. Um, but again, we and we discussed this heavily last week. One of the the inherent weakness of doing shows and movies within a universe is you can't really go all in. You can't you can you can't extremely close something because the story will always need you need to keep threads open so you know whether to develop. Amaya, a kingpin. Uh, yeah. So all these series has become a backdoor pilot in a lot of the, the uh, a lot of the other shows. So that's the inherent weakness. We that's why we can't have like a, a Watchmen like type of, of like the HBO Watchmen series and where they fucking close that shit down. Maybe we need to realign our expectations as well. Maybe we should move it to the second exactly, which which they always they always uh, land. The, no, exactly. Right? And I think maybe so. Partly, it's because like we've 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 seen a couple of these already. So I was kind of prepared. But even even so, this has been my favorite ending because it it's so contained. Like the Hawkeye series is one of my top tier Marvel properties because it's just a couple of days. It's just a couple of 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 characters. The mission was very, very simple, right? So it was essentially the suit, but essentially not not necessarily the suit. It's the 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 connection that the suit had to certain underground organization underground organizations. So it's such a it's such a clean story that you could read. It's the characters became so developed. Look, maybe Maya and Kazi wasn't as developed as we want to, but they're they're villains and they're second tier. But the Hawkeye, Ronin, Clint Barton character—that's a very complex uh, mix match of stuff that I love. Really, you know, really providing a solid, extremely solid base for Kate Bishop as a MCU character, but also taking over the handle of Hawkeye. Perfect way to introduce a person, like comedically, his ta- her talents. Her origin stories, like you know, her, you know, the things that she's capable of and why she's capable of all those things. And even Yelena. Yelena being there, um, you know, you know, giving them an opportunity to like, all right, I'm there's gonna be a Hawkeye Black Widow series or a movie for sure, for sure, in the future. They will be the main people that will be leading the next young or just regular Avengers. It's great. So everything that they did here was for me great. Action, simple, straightforward. Shoot some arrows. Lots of people have fun a little bit. There's no, you don't need to, you know, work on different powers. Just have fun on different arrows. I think the the main thing that kind of made the usual second to the last episode to last episode dip for these series is. I think they should revisit the six episode structure. I think there are some series like the one division series could have done with fewer episodes, maybe four or five, make it a little tighter. But this series, because they introduced Kingpin late, because of the Maya angle, because of the Elena angle, 
I think another episode or two would have helped because Kingpin was like in and out. Mm-hmm. I think they just wanted to highlight, oh, he is. I love the idea that the, the first few episodes he was the, the the man behind the behind everyone. I love that. But once he came out, it was so quick. It's like came yeah. out, somebody quit, he got beat by a girl. Like, yeah. Like, so I think they needed maybe another episode to really make him the menacing supernatural man. Because like we didn't For know me, if we didn't know if he didn't even need to put him that much. Kate would have just uh, maybe he fought with their mom or something. They didn't need. They didn't need that fight scene. It was cool though. Him. I think her they they wanted stuff. to showcase like yeah, showcase that Kingpin is not just n- not only brain smart, but he's also like he tore I, I, the door I open. Have, I would have rather. I mean, it was a great Kate moment with the flicking thing, but I would have rather he knock her out and killed the mom and then left. That would have been that would have been I will for me. see you we, but we then talked again, about that last week too. It's and, Christmas Christmas series and it's light. So yeah, and it's, it's Disney Plus. I don't think that they're gonna kill anybody in Disney Plus. Uh so so that's the other inherent. But again, well, well Captain I, America killed somebody. Did uh, it? The no the the other cap the the the, the fake cap. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, that's true. Well, yeah, this is, you know, I really enjoyed this series. Like, uh, I, I was extremely surprised, but, you know, I, I need another run through whether it is because I've expected this format already. This is the fourth, but also maybe because I came in Hawkeye with the lowest expectations. I, I thought that this was going to be a fun holiday buddy cop movie, right? Yeah. But instead, we have deep, layers. like uh, you know, even just like you know, you know, you're being a a a human uh, superhero. But you know, Clint's weaknesses about you know still being hung up on Natasha, still trying to make up for uh, uh for the things that he's done. Kate trying to do uh trying to have fun, be a kid, but trying to do a good thing. So. Yeah, this is amazing. So with that, like, where were you ranking this? I also loved how he's not stupid. Like, even though he he know he decided to kill people as Ronin, he knows that some people took advantage of that because he was blinded by by his anger. You know, like Kingpin took advantage and gave him people to kill. I mean, they're bad people, but still, somebody was able to take advantage of it. I don't know. My my first gut feeling is I just love WandaVision. I still remember our discussions with WandaVision when it came out. And personally, I love the ending. So that still pops out for me as and it's just so different. So that that that's just one of my favorite personal favorites. And then I guess I go that and then Hawkeye and then Loki and then Falcon. But to be honest, they're just my favorite thing about this too. is they're all different. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, we got the weird like Twilight Zone shit. We got the diehard fun body cop shit. We got the nice uh, uh, action Winter Soldier uh, kind of esp- uh, kind of spy kind of agent stuff. 
And then we got the mm-hmm. Doctor Who stuff with, with Loki. And then we're gonna get uh, the Psycho Moon Knight. Oh, I'm so good. I'm so, I'm so excited. Oh my God. We gotta figure out how to do a reacts, live reacts for, for maybe Moon Knight or something. But yeah, I mean, we should that's... definitely watch the the finale together. Yeah, at okay, least. at least maybe uh, the, the start, last two the episodes, first, the first and the uh, last, the first and the last. Yeah, we good. should do that. Okay, um, but, Loki yeah. will be my number one only because it's it was so ambitious and it you know uh, the the ripples of the variants and the 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 dismantling of the sacred timeline is the main crux of all of the movies in phase four and moving forward, like, all you know, multiverse and everything like that. Plus Sylvie surprised me. The one scene with Kang kind of fucking crushed everything. It's kind of like amazing. Um, but it's not, again, it's not without its flaws. Like yeah. I, I, it's my number one, but my number two, which is Hawkeye, which is weird. I know it's thought that it'll be my number two. For me, it was like a much more solid series. It's much cleaner, much more straightforward, uh, much more fun, uh, better character um, uh, development all around. So it it, it it developed the ground level MCU Avengers stuff in a much better way than the how the multiversal stuff and the 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 the, the variants did with with Loki. So and they'll go with uh, WandaVision was was a, a close three. The, the only thing is like I really didn't I this is one it suffered I think that WandaVision had the highest highs but also the lowest lows in terms of that last episode that big CGI battle in the end was um, I think a little too slap in the face uh, but also the idea of like I really took it personally when the writers started dropping hints and easter eggs thinking and like oh I know a scientist that will do this and then you go fucking give me no you, know, you don't yeah. do that you don't sneak that's just stupid I hate that um, and then Talking in the winter shoulders like that, it's it's coming, you know, trailing down the end there because it's just, um, pretty I much, love the actiony stuff, but yeah, it didn't have as much depth and it didn't have as much highs. Um, but yeah, it was like again, everything is different. Uh, we enjoyed everything, and uh, um, we're gonna take a break from MCU for at least a couple of weeks and uh, before Moon Knight. And we're gonna divert our attention back to the other franchise that we uh, love, uh, you know, that has the uh, shaped our childhood, which is Star Wars with the Book of Boba Fett next yeah. week. Um, we're we're moving to uh, the next topic of discussion uh, for this week, which are the last couple of episodes of the Wheel of Time. So I'm gonna turn that over to you, Chabax. On it's like a bit of a um, uh, plot summary, and, uh, and we can start discussing the series in general. Uh, so um, I'll go light here since um, it's gonna be too long. But so the last two episodes, episode six is the, oh episode seven and eight. So the episode seven is the dark along the ways. Um, we start with the um, the group 
going into the ways to head to the eye of the eye of the world and the ways being like a, another dimension that people thousands of years before used to travel quickly like shortcuts but since then has fallen to shadow and it's just really dark and uh depressing and scary and matt not joining which is a big big surprise from the book readers as well and then they they face something scary just before they get out um called the machin shin it's like a black cloud that will just destroy everything and whispers uh whispers uh tries to fuck with you and then so they go they able to escape because apparently Egwene uh channeled oh no uh, it was the Neve who channeled but yeah. and then to protect them they they were able, to, able they were able to escape to a city one the last city beyond the uh by the border because beyond that is like the blight which the dark one controls full of Trolloc. so it's the city of Faldara Faldara right Aldara. Aldara. Yeah. So they go here. It's a city of fighters because they're the city at the border. They're the ones protecting everything underneath. And what else happens here? Um, Nineveh and Land took their relationship to the next level. Uh, there's another reveal where a parent. They apparent, banged. Yeah. Another reveal where a parent apparently was also in love with Egwene. So I wasn't. I wasn't wrong because in the first few episodes, I was like sensing something between him and his looks with Egwene. I didn't know it was like intentional or it was just a like a weird him taking care of her. But apparently, they they were going that route that he he had feelings with Egwene. So, and then in the end, it revealed oh, we we meet one of the other characters, Min. Who can see uh, images when she looks at anybody, and especially important people in the past. Their future, yeah, present and future and stuff uh, that always comes true. And then in the end, it's revealed that uh, Rand is the Dragon Reborn, and that some of the scenes in the back where they thought it was Egwene or somebody else that did something, he was the one who was channeling. I think that was pretty well done in the how they did that 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 reveal, mm-hmm. and then we so in at the end of the no mat at all at this episode, mm-hmm. and then I wonder if that was like uh, um intended story wise or if they had to do that because of the of the actor. Yeah, we did we ref- did read or we did talk about that the the, the actor playing Matt is not going to be part yeah. of season two perhaps like recast. he already fucked up towards the end uh so yeah. i wonder what he did they had to like something different so because they really didn't give him any any more lines so i think i think he mm-hmm. fucked up somewhere because yeah. they would have given him made him do something but uh, and then um so we start episode eight uh, Rand having left with Mor- Moraine towards the eye of the world, leaving them behind because there was a saying that if you're not a dragon, you're gonna you go to the eye of the world, you you only the dragon can survive. So, um, 
Lan follows, tries to follow her. And then the rest of the two rivers group are left behind, not knowing anything. But suddenly there's an attack on the city by like how a couple of thousand Trollocs, five to ten. Yeah, so like which 50,000 Trollocs and ten fades. Which is more than what the city can handle. So while Rand and Moraine are traveling towards uh, the eye of the world, the city's getting ready to fight. And the sister of the Lord, uh, Melissa, I think is the name, she rounds up whoever can channel to face the coming onslaught because they know that the Lord is in the gap, Tarwin's gap, and it's not going to hold. So they're the la- uh, Melissa was trying to get anybody who can channel to, to be the last wall of protection for the city while the others evacuate. And at the same time, uh, there was a couple soldiers given the task by Lord Agalmar to retrieve the Horn of Valerie, which, which was in their possession because it's needed by the dragon in the last battle. So all of these are going on. And then Ran and Moraine reach the Eye of the World and they meet uh, the Dark One, but it's actually Ishamael, one of the Forsaken, who loves to impersonate the dark one Pretend. or yeah or people th- or in led the people assumed he was the dark one because of uh, of his setup and how he looks and stuff he was really well cast i like that guy and yeah. i and he, i like the combination so like a quick aside there it's like i love how the wardrobe that they use in this series is kind of contemporary but medieval like it's it's yeah, a yeah. small sport coat but kind of like a kimono inside yeah, they, they add like, something oh, I, to... it looks like it looks like something that i would like to wear yeah, yeah. It's not okay. as a cosplay but like it looks really good i really like it yeah. oh i forgot um episode eight starts with an intro of lusterin the original dragon well i don't know if three thousand years ago but yeah but it was a dragon three thousand years ago asking another the the Tamerlan the, seat, the leader of the female Aes Sedai at that time, to help the male side seal the Dark One for good. But the female side didn't help them because it was too dangerous. So it it was, in short, it was the reason why the, they were showing what ha- the decisions being made that would lead to the present where all the males who can channel would be corrupted or driven mad because of the the taint in the one power. So anyways, back to the story. Rand meets Ishamael in, in the eye of the world. And it, apparently he's trapped there, right? And he's trying to escape. But the only way he can escape is if Rand helps him. So he brings him to a dream world where he's trying to manipulate him and make him see, make him choose to be selfish and be on Ishamel's side while Moraine being a badass that she is even though she was like still she takes a knife I love that part like oh, I'm gonna make his decision for him oh, and, and, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't choose I'll make a choice yeah, I lo- uh, she's a badass but yeah in the end I love that part where he says uh, he he realizes that which is very I, I guess is it fem- feminist but I love that she said that the woman I love wouldn't want this. Oh, yeah. What I want yeah. is not what she wants. And even though it breaks my heart, that's the version of the woman. That's the woman I love the, who doesn't want the same thing that I do because she's strong and she wants what she wants. 
So she he he, he defeats Ishmael and thinks that the last that was the last battle. And then he leaves and Moraine He leaves because he knows that uh, he's gonna go crazy. He, he felt the madness. He felt the madness, so he doesn't want to kill people. Does he want to hurt the ones uh, he he's around with? So Moraine, Lan meets Moraine, and apparently she's still it's a big departure from the book. And then, uh, Loyal is apparently killed. Another departure from the book, but the director said he didn't breathe his last breath. Or you didn't see it, so he might mm-hmm. still be alive. I think he's still alive. Yeah, and I think they were just like they gave themselves an option because they, I think I didn't like how they I used know. loyal there. So, uh, Padan Fane, who was the merchant in the first episode, comes back and steals the horn, which is in set set doing the setup for the book book two, which is the same, and Perrin. It's left with the debate of fighting or wave the leaf. And then we got a cool scene with Amalisa and four other women who can channel, including Egwene and Neneve, holding off the 50,000 Trollocs. And Neneve dying, but coming back. I don't know how she came back. She was healed by... She was uh, healed by... by Egwene. Oh. Well, I guess if she's that strong, she can do that. But yeah, that was good. a good fight scene too. And then, in the end, we got a tease with uh, Seanchan arriving. Uh, a group of ships with uh, slave Ayasadai, or slaved women who can channel, doing their bidding. Which, they're the kind of the main bad guys in, season, in book two. So, yeah, that's uh, episode eight, uh, The Eye of the World. So, what did you think? As a recent um, oh, uh, book listener. Yeah, uh, I'm almost finished with book four too. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I want to like take a, you know, a short train ride somewhere this afternoon so I can finish the book is um, overall, I really enjoyed this series. I think it's, it's a quicker, more fun, a lot simpler rendition of the books. There's a lot of decisions that I like, like yeah, a lot of cuts that I like, but the uh, episode seven was pretty fun for me. Like everything that they did there was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a truncated version of showing how powerful Nynaeve is when only when angry. Um, yeah. Initially showing how powerful Egwene could be as well. But apparently in the episode eight, it was... Um, Rand who was doing it. Um, uh, I love. I kind of like. You know, it's, it's okay that they rushed the the love story of of Lan and Nynaeve a little bit, but I it kind of provided a lot more context about a wisdom can never wed. So can't the warder and he because he's bound um, bound more more in it bound to a different woman um uh, but also the you know showing like in episode eight how like uh you land saying like i will hate the person that you will choose but if he makes you laugh i will love him so that's kind of like the complicated oh. um you know love story that these people will need to go through to be able to fight against the darkness so that's it, it provides a lot of cool context around that 
episode eight was a mess. It was it was a mess in terms of um like the way that um uh na, um what's her name Moraine and and Rand went to the eye through the blight was like you're kind of setting up how dangerous the blight is but essentially literally just walked through the mm-hmm. eye <laughs> so, so okay true. cool and then when you get there it's essentially just like a mental battle between a choice so if that's the case you could have done that way sooner with more people right i, I know everybody who's not the one would die but they didn't who knew like you know like there was no there was like it, Moraine was not affected while she was there. Nobody else was, so it was. Well, it was she kind was of killed, like the, so that's probably more than that. Well, so yeah, that but the idea that that was, you know, she wouldn't have been stilled if she had a little bit more backup. I oh, mean, that's well. like, that's one of those decisions that kind of like did not make sense to me. And fundamentally, there's no Moraine without power. So what? Now they're gonna find a way to unstill Moraine. Right. Um, the the battle on uh, the the battle of the gap was kind of fun, but that's the problem with big set pieces like those. Yeah, you're not TV gonna get shows. Not gonna. Get... You're not gonna get as cool, good quality, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah, super yeah. bad. The thing that kind of like disappointed me a little bit was essentially the Lord's sister was able to kind of eradicate everything yeah at the expense of herself and two other uh weaker um channelers right maybe even four if uh, Egwene did not heal uh more uh naive but the idea is like oh you could have done that maybe you should have been closer to the gap a little bit more and did that before <laughs> the gap fell but um so that was kind of like all the things that kind of didn't make sense to me but they gave enough information on how dangerous the channeling is, how, you know... Yeah, maybe you even drop. she was surprised because she didn't know how strong it was going to be from Nineveh and Egwene. Yeah, so that's probably the reason why she was able to kind of eradicate all 50,000 Trollocs because he had the the, the two dragon uh, candidates as well. Um, but, you know, the the little quip about um, uh, by Pat and Fane when he was stealing the horde uh, about, you know, all five of you are important. I go to, you know, it's, it's, it, it's rare. It's super rare to have one uh, Tarvalent. What, what, what was that name? Uh, Tavarine. What was that? Tavarine. The important, one of the people, yeah, 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 one of the people that weaves the, the pattern, Talvarin. I think it's Talvarin. Yeah, yeah Talvarin. So, yeah, so it's rare enough to find one per generation, but to find five in one area, so there's something weird about them. So he kind of knew that some of you will, and it's about balance. Some of you will go to the light. Some of you will go to the dark. Kind of like winking on how Matt. They reused one of the image of of Matt going to the shadow place again by himself. So, you know, about that. So that's 
kind of cool with with me. Like, all right, or you're setting up for season two. Um, and then they just walk away, not doing anything to Perrin. Like, and Perrin not doing anything. So you just, I told you my plan. We took the most important thing, and then I'm just going to bounce. There's so many, like, messy, weird stuff that is happening in that particular episode that it almost made me like, oh, man, how am I going to suggest this be watched by people moving forward? But I think, you know, if you, now that all the episodes are out and you can watch it a little bit more continuously, it's a little bit better. But overall, it's like, it's a solid series. I just really, I really wanted this to, I, I, wanted, I wanted people to knock it out of the park. I don't want it to be like a, a you know, I want it to be closer to Game of Thrones quality rather than fucking let's say like the expanse quality of, of of series but it does it it's not as polished and uh i i you know they do have a season two and i really hope it's it's better than how much do what you think about the 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 this the episode finale and then the series in general i i i like the episode finale more than you but um i think seven was the weaker one but uh I don't know. I'm still digesting it. I think it's more of all the changes that they made. So it kind of surprised me. So I was surprised. Like, I don't know if it's a good way or a bad way. For now, it looks like I'm, I'm enjoying the surprise, the surprises. But yeah, all you, everything you said was valid. Like, um, Barry not doing anything. Matt not doing anything. Loyal dying. It's a little surprising how they're going to clean it up for book two. But then, if they're just gonna diverge from everything, I wouldn't mind that at all, too. Because <laughs> there's no way they're gonna be able to do books three, four, five. Those are just they're just too much. Especially when you get to to book five. Well, what's happening in book four? This is more of the parent stuff. Um, uh, going back to oh, that was good. To, yeah. Oh, and but yeah. Rand's going to the Isle Waste, right? Yep. Oh, I always so, like yeah, he's so been... Book five, there's gonna be like battles of hundreds of thousands with multiple parties. I don't know how they're gonna show that yeah. even though. So it's like and they're just I just don't know like separate. Like, what's good I mean the the me for me the major question is Moraine being still. I know, I don't know why they went that way. Like what what's the what is the so what does she how can she teach Egwene and Nynaeve or anybody else is this uh, an to channel for, the power is this an out for Rosamund Pike I don't know no I mean she moved less? her family to uh, so I saw one of one of the interviews because I again I'm just a big Rosamund Pike fan I saw one of the interviews that she had with um uh, John Stewart, no, not John Stewart. Um, uh, one of the late night people. He's like, he moved her. Fa- she moved her family to Croatia to be closer to filming. So I'm assuming this is like a multi season project, right? So well, we'll she's see. still badass. So we'll see. Uh, besides, if the other girls go back to Arval, and it's not like she can go. <laughs> yeah, he's exiled. True. So. Uh, but uh, yeah I mean I liked it it's still good um, maybe the series was uh, um, bouncing between 
7 to 8.5 for me at points. Uh, ended with maybe uh, 7.5. So I still think it's... I think it's a it's a definite watch for people, uh, especially yeah. those of leaning towards the fantasy. If you like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, it's uh not the same, of course. But then, why would you want the same? The same, and it's just the same, some same flavors as them. So, give it a try. Especially if you have Prime Video, then it's free. That's it's true. Free. I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. It's like. I mean, you, the way that you described the series for me encouraged me to read the, um, or at least get the audiobooks, and I'm enjoying the audiobooks. It is an actual epic. That's what I'm missing in the in the series for now, the epicness of it. The first few episodes with them initially leaving the, um, you know, not even leaving the, the, the two rivers, like even just like the sights and sounds of the two rivers, those aerial shots, that was more epic than the last few episodes where there were giant battles. So I think it's a question of quality. Um, I think it's going to get better because usually the series is once they do more seasons, once yeah. they have more props, they they kind of like are, are better. Like it's already there. They're not making it from, from scratch yeah. anymore. So uh, I'm really looking forward to season two, but again, that's it's one of those like I. It's not one of the series. It's not like a Hawkeye series or, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 what like Arcane, where say like you have to watch. Oh this. yeah, like you have to watch this ASAP. This is one of those like, hey, it's on Amazon Prime. You should watch it at some point because it's fun, and you'd rather be you'd rather be in the start of the series so you're not kind of like catching you imagine those people that learned of game of thrones five six years later and you have to watch five seasons again now it's like now eight episodes it's on amazon prime just watch it so um but yeah i think we're aligned i'm like 7.5 too uh the entire series so yeah that is um which uh, i think for me is already big because since i'm a big fan of the box i was i didn't know if they could pull it off and they did i mean it's not what I would have wanted, but I'm not the type of person. I mean, the way I envisioned it, it, it couldn't be done unless it was animated. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I was able to, you know, temper my expectations and be, be realistic. So yeah. I like how it's a lot more contained. And again, it's like me too. When I'm like, I'm reading the book as of now and man, like book four, uh, right. Perrin is is a general in in the fucking, so fucking two rivers. Awesome, right? and Matt love- and uh, Matt and uh, uh, Rand is in uh, Ayo. Ayo, Ayo. the Ayul waste. Um, fucking Na- Nynaeve. Nynaeve are in uh, Elaine are in f- training in the dream world. Like uh, even I forget. Like there's like a major plot point. I don't want to. Okay, spoiler alert for people that are. Are are gonna read the book? Earmuffs, earmuff. Because this is kind of the, one of the most giant spoiler alerts in the entire series. So earmuffs, earmuffs. Skip. I'm gonna I'm gonna wave when it's okay. I even forgot how the fucking Amerlin seat got stilled. <laughs> I just like I, she like I was like what you're still what there's a new Amerlin seat that rose against your power. Like, Fuck. <laughs> You're the fucking Armament seats. Like yeah. I, I like there's so many things happening that I can't keep track, but yeah. Okay. 
We're all back. No more spoilers. All right. But even that parenting, I love that part where he he gets to the two rivers and he doesn't want to be a leader, but everybody's deferring to him. It's so good. I just I just love that part. But I, yeah, think, I mean that's the things that you don't see. You don't get to get the the the, the time in series is where like yeah you know you, you're you're followed through your actions, not necessarily your age or your stature anymore. Like he survived so many things, and then people believe him. So cool. yeah. So that's think, our uh, time. Wheel of Time, let us know what you think about the series. Uh, we can for, continue to discuss until the next season drops. But now we are going to move to, uh, to the next segment of our episode discussing our movie of the week, The Matrix Resurrection. Resurrections. All right. The Matrix Resurrection. Uh, a bit of stats before we, we run. Um, it is directed and written by uh, one of the Wachowskis, Lana Wachowskis. Uh, he, uh, they, Lana Wachowski, had David Mitchell and Alexander Herman as additional writers on the show. Um, it's produced by uh, the Lana Wachowski again, Grant Hill, a basketball player, was a producer, and uh, James McTeague. Um, stars reprising their role as as Neo and Thomas Anderson. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, reprising her role as as Trinity and uh, Tiffany, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, um, stepping into a <coughs> a new version of Morpheus is Yaya Abdul Mateen II, uh, uh, famous for um, uh, Candyman. Candyman. Right, he's an amazing actor. I really like him. Uh, other people that are other notable people. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Priyanka Chopra, Jada Pinkett Smith reprising Jessica her role Hedwig. as Niobe, Jessica Hedwig. Oh, I love also. her. And Jonathan Groff. Like, so, like, uh, he's a uh, uh, so Jennifer Je- Jessica Henwick played Colleen Wing in the uh, Iron Fist series. I'm very happy. I read up, I read a lot about her. Uh, uh, in preparation of this show about because I think it's like why was she not in uh, Shang-Chi? She chose this right? one. Yeah. Well, not only that. Um, apparently uh, oh shit, I can't well, so apparently I can't spoil this a little bit. So apparently Charlie Cox knew at some point that she was going, he was going to be in MCU three years ago. Okay. I guess he was already told by at least not necessarily directly by Feige, but Feige's team that, hey, Daredevil was dope. You're going to be our Daredevil. So just hang tight. You're, you're just going to put you on ice to find the right timing. Uh, Charlie Cox, during the filming of The Defenders, mentioned that to Jennifer Henwick. Jessica Henwick. Uh, Jessica Henwick. So what she did was like, all right, I... She wants to return as Colleen Wing. Oh, or she okay. wants to return as you know the she Iron wants Fist, to be, right? Right. She wants to return that. So that's why she one of the main reasons she declined uh, Shang Chi because she wanted an opening to still be Colleen Wing. 
uh, and of course, the Matrix came. Uh, you know, the filming of the Matrix uh, came soon after. So she, you know, it's 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 that's very admirable of her too, because um, I, I didn't love uh, Colleen Wing, but the potential was there. I, I loved her. I didn't love the show, did. Iron Fist show, but I loved her. I think it's more most of the show, but again, it's 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 a good. Hopefully, they can salvage that character moving forward. Uh, Okay, release date December 16, 2021. That was last Wednesday. 148 minutes. Solid. A little over two hours. Yeah. Like two hours and 20 minutes. Um, at the time of this recording, it has only grossed a box office of $20.1 million in the theaters. But again, it's because it is uh, available Max. in HBO Max. Before we go to the plot and spoiler territory, Chobox, I want let's discuss in depth first what you thought about the movie. Uh, and I'll discuss mine as well before we go to the story plot. I, I need to watch it again, but my initial preliminary thoughts is I liked it. Maybe maybe even really liked it. But how do I say it? It's an A movie concept done in a B plus way, or maybe a B. Like, you know, it was. I think, I think it's not the budget. I think it's just too rushed. I think they went too fast with it. Just too many concepts. They just wanted it out of the way, and they went, boom, boom, boom. And I heard, I saw in the IGN interviews, Keanu said they didn't do any rehearsals. Lana didn't do any rehearsals compared to. When they did the first three, there was lots of rehearsals. It, it showed. It showed. There was uh, lots of shots where, uh, where there were not as many shots as the, like, the first one. Where, like You could see that every shot was well thought out. Every shot was planned. This one was just like, we kind of know what looks cool, so we'll just throw it in there and we'll just do this so yeah lots of con lots of concepts lots of and it and the th- the a concept executed b style was everywhere not just the action it was also in the the writing it was also in the i guess some of the acting as well some of the scenes i love bugs i love bugs uh I love Keanu, of course. I love uh, Trinity. But the other car, could you even name some of the Shepherd? Like, those were like flimsy cu- cutouts. Seek. I, I don't know. Yeah, Seek. Seek, Shepherd, uh, uh, the, the neologist. Sight. That's all I want, the granddaughter of somebody. But so many good concepts, you know, like the, I guess some spoilers, the. The union IO being a union of man and machine, mm-hmm. which I wanted to. I wish they could have leaned more on it into it. And uh, Agent Smith was weird. Um, but that no, those that's my preliminary thoughts. I I think I would I want another one like a fifth one. I want to see where they go with it. Like there's lots of potentials, but. I mean, even bugs, they barely scratched the surface with her, you know. She just said a little, some lines that she believed in Neo because he changed her life and then that was all her motivation. There wasn't 
they didn't dig too dig too much into her and she was one of the main characters so yeah that's one of the disappointing ones but how about you so i think i i mentioned this pre-show i've seen this three times already uh-huh I really, really want to like it. I don't. It's a horrible movie. It's it's so sad because like there's glimpses of brilliance. Yeah, in, it was just too rushed in the movie. I still enjoyed um, it. There's, I, I it's it's in. I think I think the difference with us say, is I wasn't expecting this movie, so I didn't think it would be good. So it was a little. That's a surprise, but yeah, a lot, a lot of nitpicks, like the B movie. I, I guess, uh, I guess it, so it I, is sad if you see, if you see how good the original one was. I, so, so the thing that comes into my mind here is so Matrix Resurrection is Star Wars Force Awakens, right? It's essentially a retread of the first of the original series. Right, so um, a new hope, and then uh, the Force Awakens is essentially a an Allen log of each other, with enhancements setting up the next stuff. And this is the same. Like I was surprised how much of the original Matrix was spliced into this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but so just for context, Force Awakens was like uh, a different version of a New Hope, but. That yep. was executed in an A style. Exactly. Execution was and A. This one, I don't know how. So it, that's that's so. where I kind of um, uh, that's where the the most disappointment happened for me. The so there's two levels of my disappointment. One, the pacing of the movie. The first two thirds of the movie had drops of of act like set pieces of like action set pieces that was literally just like chiseled in to break all the talk because there's a lot of explanation needed on why this matrix movie is happening <laughs> right and we'll discuss that uh, in this in the in the plot and in the in the in the semi spoilery section we're going to tr- we're going to try to not spoil it uh, spoil it because we still want you guys to like discuss and enjoy the movie but we can't really provide insights without like divulging some information so that's just kind of like part of part of the process so one too much talking too much so many like very very intricate descriptions of What's how what had happened? What is happening? How things are working now? What they think happened, uh, or how they think they found this new version of Neo or whatever? Um, and then you drop in a lot of action set pieces that I don't like. You know, is is you're right. That's the, that's that's where I felt the quality was lacking. Was the there's so I found it so funny. So many guns, so many guns, so many shooting. Apparently, like you supposedly like agents or SWAT team or SWAT personnel not hitting anything, nor anyone. Nobody got grazed. Nobody got shot. Right, that was it. So the the I think that's where the choreography was. 
like I'm, I didn't realize that you mentioned that they didn't have like rehearsals here, maybe because of the budget. I was trying to research the budget and they didn't have like an, an actual amount, but uh, they estimated it at $175 million, which is a hefty amount. But this is a, a CG heavy in a set heavy movie. So I realized that maybe all the budget went yeah, there it did, instead it did of took like 170 million. Yeah. Cause like the original movie was like only six to eight million dollars. Right. So the like so that, but that again that's more they're, expensive than this. Exactly. So it, that exacerbated the fact that oh I'm watching this on at home. Like this fits in my TV. It's not one of those, it's not like Dune, where I was watching it at home, I was giddy. And I was mm. in, I projecting myself watching it in IMAX because I mm. know I'm gonna feel it a lot more. This one's like, it fits. Like, I I'm glad that I watched at home. So that's one. It's just like the pace of the story was a little bit all over the place. A lot of exposition that you know wasn't packaged in a way that was, because um, it's instead of the the, the original series, um, you're in for the ride unraveling the layers of of the world this mm-hmm. one is just like being explained to you so I didn't enjoy that and then again the action set pieces the choreography wasn't as as high end and that kind of like made me it's like it's it's sad because I love calling uh, calling him I love of uh, 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 Jessica Henwick Keanu Reeves is actually acting here. And he's not the greatest actor, so maybe that's another reason why it's it's falling apart. Like he's actually he's playing a person that is um, kind of like struggling with reality, which is mm-hmm. I like it. I like the ca- I like the Neil character here. I like the Thomas Anderson character here. Neil Patrick Harris is delightful. The way that he explains how this happened in a very uh, yeah, way but was... he also felt beeish to me in the end. In the end, but like, yeah. the, so the start of the movie, I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah, yeah. was carried so, by. That's something that popped into my head right now too. Like, they were going for some amazing heavy stuff at the start, like the concepts with the gaming and the layers, and then. Exactly. Oh. But by the the half time, it was just like the same question as the first one. Like, Egg. what if she likes the real, what does she what if she likes the fantasy world more than the real world? It boiled down to that. Where where did the discussions and, about the yeah and they skipped a bunch of the real stuff about like all right how uh, how if this was happening how did it ha- how was this model we'll talk about the model a little bit but like how did the model come about right there's so many like gaps that um, you know it it really seems that they're gonna do two or three more movies here and this is one of those like you need you need a fucking second or third movie here. Because this this one movie is is going to like I would hate for this to be the end the last Matrix movie yeah. no because like I I you know people hate you know, or people complain about uh, revolutions and and uh, uh, what it says Reloaded and revolutions I they were not the best but I was happy with how that ended. If this is how you end the, this trilogy or this series or franchise that I hold so dear, I'd be very disappointed. So, uh, but yeah, it's still entertaining. It's I think it is currently for me. I'm gonna put it at a f- five point five. Here you go. IGN scored it at a four. 
Like, I, I, yeah, I hate being in line with fucking IGN, but <laughs> sure. Like, we're kind of aligned. It's, it's still not, it's, it's not bad because I, I, again, I love the nuggets. I love, I love how they built this world. I kind of enjoy it, but it took me like the third watching before I understood, like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. Yeah, I understand it now. Um, and I paid attention the first time I had pizza, but Diet Coke turned off the lights. I was very, very like, I was paying attention. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, shall we go to spoiler territory now? Yeah, yeah, go. Hey, right. For the people who have not seen the, the series yet. Just, just uh, rush. Movie, don't, yeah. don't talk too much like them. <laughs> don't yeah, talk so a lot like the movie. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give like a, a quick summary of the plot. We're gonna we're gonna have to provide a little bit more information to discuss our insights about them. But if you want to jump into the Matrix Resurrection, the movie without knowing all of these, watch it first and come back. We'll timestamp this uh, this portion. But so the Matrix starts with uh, with Bugs kind of watching an older version of the Matrix. They found a model. Uh, again, it took me a while to understand what the modal is, but the modal is a program to evolve other programs. So you kind of have a little world within a world. So you let your program run so, there. In essence, it's like a pocket dimension. Program goes. Pocket dimension. But it's, yeah. ma- but it's made by some, it was made by Neo or Thomas Anderson. So that you make a pocket, yeah. pocket world or pocket the modal, and then you plug in the program there so it can evolve by itself. See how it, yeah. Yeah. So see how it how it evolves and develops. Um, so that was kind of the the first onset. They kind of um, uh, see the old a version of the old Trinity uh, doing the things that had happened in movie one. Cut to say okay, uh, adventure ensues. They try to you know uh, you know they they uh, the program. Uh, um, catches bugs and team trying to tinker away with these but uh, the funny part in the first section is the agent smith in that particular modal world is a combination of both agent smith it's a program that is a combination of both agent smith and the old morpheus which uh, is uh, interesting because uh, it is an integral part on what that current world's Neo is trying to do to find out. So because in that new world, in that new matrix where Neo is living in, um, there was, there is no Morpheus. So there is no person that will find him. So he made this model, see what happens there. That model created a version of, of Morpheus that if escapes can then find Neo. So again, it's a little bit of convoluted right now, uh, but the first part of the movie is essentially Bugs and team finding this model, accidentally finding a combo version, a new version of Morpheus that has Agent Smith stuff in him or play a character of Agent Smith in that particular model and extracting that version of the Morpheus. Once that had happened, now we go back to explanation of what... of. Neo is doing that world. He is the premier game designer. He was the one who built the Matrix, the game, the trilogy games um, about essentially their adventures, essentially the first three movies, which is kind of a cool touch. I really appreciate it. Yeah, how they did no, that. that was really good concept, concept and critique and uh, thought. Like the idea was really good. 
um, uh, what happens there is um, he, Neo being explained to be the designer of the Matrix, the game. He is currently making a, uh, a game called Binary that is over budget. He is then called upon uh, the boss's office, which was supposed to kind of allude to the older version of the Matrix, Agent Smith. Like even the lines that Agent Smith had mentioned during the first movie, what he kind of used. And he was told that he was going to do another, a sequel to the trilogy, which is that I see that's the strong start. I love the start. That's meta meta dialogues. It is about very brave, also very brave, very brave. But also like the idea of, okay, we're explaining why we're doing this. Right? We're doing this because, you know, they were going to do it anyway. So might as well bring in the original people that did it. Right. So it's kind of like, it's super meta. Um, we'll fast forward. So that was just like uh, the, 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 that is an integral part because that kind of unhinges uh, Neo to make him go to question the reality question. So, you know, he starts seeing his boss uh, mouth covered, like his mouth was covered during the, the first movie, but we cut to him going to his therapist played by Neil Patrick Harris with a cat deja vu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love how Neil Patrick Harris explained very clearly, you know, that his, reaction right your his reaction to um um uh the the news was uh my favorite term it's 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 positive use of of trauma it's like adaptive use of trauma like because you know there we realize that the thomas anderson is this world tried to kill himself, tried to jump off a train because he his brain doesn't understand what is the game or what is reality. He made this game that kind of blends reality in the virtual world together. But, you know, his, his, his most recent episode is his mind trying to defend itself from a very... So the boss is trying to, you, to force you to build a game that you don't want to build anymore. You are ambushed. You felt threatened. You felt traumatized. So you wanted to take away your boss's voice by, you know, covering that mouth too. So this is like, oh shit, it fucking makes sense. Everything that you're saying is making sense. So we just kind of, like, but the most important thing here is like, he has a therapist that helps him handle his issues through pills and, and therapy because he's a suicide survivor because his mind doesn't realize what is real or not. Next portion of, of the movie is a little bit more jumbled and I'm going to skip a lot, but Bigger Beats is um, uh, because Bugs was able to release Morpheus, Morpheus was then able to understand what the model was, who, who made the model, and then the mission to uh, extract Thomas Neo from that particular version of The Matrix is done. Lots of action set pieces. Uh, uh, it was also cool because they didn't extract Neo in the first try. Like Morpheus came out of the um, the bathroom to meet Neo. Lots of theatrics. Um, 
wanted to do, uh, wanted to give him the, the red pill, blue pill option. Neo didn't agree. Um, and ultimately the first four of the mission failed, right? That's um, kind of true. Goes back to the therapist, which is another, you know, good step for me, you know, you know, after the first, ex- the first attempt of extraction of Neo, he finds himself in the in the therapist again. He's like, okay, so if we go back to your office, did you, was there a shoot up there or anything? And I was like, no. It, was there a mess? If I look at their phone, is there going to be a message from Morpheus? Like, no. So he understood. Um, but because of that, Neo again uh, goes back, uh, wants to jump off a building to free his mind. Bugs stops him. Extraction takes place, um, and then now you know we can go again. Broad strokes again, skipping a lot of stuff because okay, a lot of action. I want you guys to enjoy. But uh, the second uh, attempt of Bugs to extract Neo from the Matrix works. He is then now um, he uh, Bugs explains uh, that it to to him it might have just felt 20 years but it's closer to 60 years where he's been uh, in this new version of the matrix uh, initially he was kind of disappointed like oh i'm like everything that i've done everything that i've sacrificed it was for nothing i was still being used but bugs kind of like explained to him like this new version of the new or the sides are is new there is no longer machines versus humans. It's because there are some machines that want to help humans, just want to continue to exist. There are even some programs who want to also continue to exist. They just, you know, they don't want the matrix to be turned off, but they don't want they don't want people to get harmed as well. So there's this new symbiotic world in Io, like you mentioned, uh, a city that Niobe has developed um, to kind of like live in more harmony with the not no longer machines but called sentience 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 um they get to io where you know uh bugs and her crew were court-martialed or were stripped off uh privileges to becoming captains of the ship uh the nemesine uh, because uh, you know they no longer do pirate broadcasts or jump into the matrix to keep uh, you know to keep IO safe from the evil machines, um, uh, evil machines that have you know you know you know we 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 you know there's a a, a bit where uh, Neo and Niobe catch up what had happened across the years what's new in this world what it's happened so to Zion I, like a microcosm of this. This whole movie. Why did they need to do the 60, 20 year jump? Neo ages 20 years, but in reality, in real life, there's a 60 year jump. That, that seemed unnecessary. I think, though, I think, I think, I think it was necessary. I would have. Um, Why? Because I think you wanted more impact on what had happened to Zion. You couldn't do that in the 20 year go. I think that could have been done in 20 years. You could have. Had, there's a whole new generation in 20 years. I know, but yeah, I, I think I like the I like the more I like the more time to you know develop the the what to call uh, these like the, the digital been, stuff. Could have been done in 20 years, I think. I, I also an think... explanation why they, they they don't have a lot of the other actors. Right? Because they you know, you want to keep I don't know, you, you could know. have killed him. It would have been easy to kill him. 
Still. Uh, actually, before I continue, Trebox, can you stop the recording real quick so I can pee? And we're back. We're back from yep. a quick pre-break, but um, yeah. So uh, coming back to the sixty time, sixty uh, year time jump, I think they just wanted to give them a little bit more time to either replace characters, do more worlds. Like I don't think that you can build a new city in under twenty years. So um, yeah, I liked it, but you didn't. So that's that's okay. Uh, it's fine. It's just weird. Like I said, uh, this this movie felt rushed but at the same time could have cut out a lot of stuff in the middle i don't <laughs> so, it's, so it's so weird uh all right so, so let's just like tidy up the last few bits of the plot um uh in the end uh niobe has created the world uh aisle or a city aisle mm-hmm. that is com- combining the synthians uh programs that can live within the real world and they're not like at magnetic. war with they're with not the at Matrix war or the, with the machines they're, they're they're growing their own food already they have a sky in the city so this is a, a very very nice city that they have built in harmony with other people that she is trying to um keep safe uh, she's trying to keep safe um which meant that, all right, Neo can never tinker with the machine world again, go back to the Matrix because it might revert back to them. But Neo wanted to um, uh, release. Um, Save Trinity. Extract. Extract Trinity from the Matrix because, again, that's the only thing that he cares about. Um, he, gets, he gets somewhat imprisoned. He gets a little bit broken out of prison they uh illegally tried to rescue um uh uh trinity uh and then uh i might be skipping a few details here but um getting trinity will be very very complicated because it's a, a a new pod that was built by um, one of the returning characters' father. So um, Sati's father developed this new anomaly um, pod that generates way more <coughs> electricity, not because of control, but more of like the feelings of two people with each other. So which is that's Trinity and Neo. <coughs> so he had a hand in resurrecting Neo, building this new pod, building a new... Um, a uh, 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 system of not con- uh, not only control but kind of like extraction of energy from you know both Neo and and uh, Trinity. So uh, Sati, played by Priyanka Chopra, helps them extract Trinity. They did the extracting mission. Lots of explosions. Uh, we find out that the analyst. Oh, sorry. We find out that the therapist, played by Neil Patrick Harris, is an analyst is the analyst, the analyst that kind of proposed to resurrect Trinity and Neo, do a different version of the Matrix where it's the feelings, uh, the unrequited feelings of them, the, each other. That's what they're going to draw energy from. As long as they keep them apart, they will try to find each other and then trying to find each other. That that tension is the one that kind of like produces more energy, setting which records is, and yada, yada, yada. a little far-fetched. 
Again, not explain. I like the idea. I like that they're using feelings and I like is using the unrequited love and, you know, making two things that needs to be together and just like putting them slightly apart to each other in their worlds to produce certain things. But I needed more explanation. So, um, but okay. And then we'll skip to the end. Lots of fight scenes between, um, you know, really cool version of, of, of the analyst using Neo's special ability of bullet time against him. Like uh, uh, now, uh, and then instead of doing um, agents, uh, it's a lot more efficient to do swarms. Where instead of like a, a building agents, you just build NPCs that can be co-opted whenever needed. So that's kind of a cool uh, version on how the analyst, Neil Patrick Harry, can get to control Neo and Trinity. Uh, but eventually, of course, uh, Neo and Trinity um, uh, gets to one another. There was a little moment there where Trinity might have not chosen Neo, but eventually did choose Neo, and then they is get to escape. Um, the movie ends with Neo and Trinity paying a visit to the analysts. Uh, now Neo and Trinity has like control over this new Matrix world. Like they can destroy. Like I love the fact that you know, like Trinity will kick uh, the analysts' jaw off, and he'll she'll snap, and then it's all connected. Cut the head off, snaps all back again. Um, it's kind of like open ended because the analyst is still there saying that you know the 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 matrix can't pull the plug on any of these because they'll need the source code, uh, and the source code is within Neo and Trinity. And if they're not there, they won't be able to do it. But they also can't purge the analyst because he knows humans, like human emotions, so he can essentially manage this for now and trinity and neo says that they're going to change the world and have fun and show them what an open mind can do and that's where the movie ends poor description know. of the plot yeah poor plot as well uh, yeah I don't so, know. as i'm digesting now it's getting lower on my scale as well I'll need to rewatch it again, but yeah, um, some of my nitpicks, major nit, not major nitpicks, but like, uh, like Morpheus, cool idea, right? Like mm -hmm. a model, a program version of Morpheus. But then by the second half, he's nobody. He's, he's benched. The yeah. Soldier. Yeah. Great call. No, no logic. No like philosophy anymore. Anything. And then another one is, where were the cool shots? He, um, when they all entered with Shepard for the, the grand finale. He, they weren't cool. Did you did you think they were cool? I still, it's still embedded in my mind how when, when uh, Morpheus brought Neo to the Oracle for the first time and they all entered mm -hmm. that thing. They all went out of the warehouse. Even everybody looked cool. Even down to the yeah. other characters. But here it was like, they came in the police station, the shot was shot. Well, they were, the blocking was bad with the police officers. You could barely see the them coming in. Yeah, I mean, that was, so the that scene was the scene where Neo was going to talk to Trinity if Trinity would go with him. So essentially it was a coffee shop filled with police officers 
and then they were talking in the right in the middle of it like uh, and then okay. another 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 microcosm of how this felt rushed like uh so uh who's the other girl eves or leva i forgot i, I don't even know the weird, the one with the weird hair yeah, yeah yeah so she's in trouble bugs has this heroic moment of going back in to save her and what was the scene standing outside in a shooting, car yeah she was just like, outside shooting guns no no movement no no action sequence just shooting and then they're clear and then she helps them out like what and then the shepherd coming in with the, you know it's like ah uh, and then i saw a tweet that was so funny it's like boy that neo really put all the experience points in the force push <laughs> it's like yeah is that the only thing you can do like i don't know like it was so much rush i just even mr smith felt off like I, I don't know even actually, the flight at the end where you know the two of them trinity was flying is like yeah. that doesn't look like a cool flight you're literally looking like you're hanging yeah so it's yeah. uh yeah and then, i really wanted to like this it's funny too because like i love the concept of uh him seeing cuts of the old film mm-hmm. such a brave concept but it made it look bad because the first one looks so good, even now. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, I don't know why. But You're 100% the, the right. The scenes are so like, it's not the effects because the effects are better now. <laughs> I think it's just the cinematography and the the well thought out of, of the, the shots before compared to now. So it's like, yeah. I, like I, like I mean, you said, it's just, I, I I like I love bugs, but I hope she gets a chance at redemption. The the sad part about this, like you're right, like, the entire movie had great nuggets. It just wasn't woven together correctly. Mm-hmm. Like the modal concept was great, wasn't explained particularly well. Because I do like the idea of like new actors playing old scenes, right? Uh, and then the the characters like the. The, the new characters of the matrix of the of the nemesine or like bugs's team watching the old matrix being replayed by new actors was kind of fun with minor differences that was great not explained well um the new version of morpheus i love the explanation that it is a combination of morpheus and smith the two people that knew neo the most so if you're going to if there's anybody that can find this like this one this shot this part is so good like this one was well thought out this the 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 there see that that shot that was Mm. that was good but there's not enough of it or just not i I think together properly yeah i mean the idea is like i don't think like you know i'd hate to blame the choreographers too like like the fight choreographers but we've seen more polished fight scenes in fucking corridor crew than this right so that's you know that's something but again like i love the new i love the new morpheus the the start was pretty cool and then he disappeared right you know i love the concept of programs living in the real world through those little buttons Um, um i love the way that they did 
they 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 explain the new neo and and trinity like the idea is like neo only lives for trinity now and then trinity is the key for neo so you have to keep them near but apart because if they get together things explode right so um i love that idea but wasn't hashed out particularly well even even and, bugs she was one of the main characters but no she backstory wasn't, she wasn't woven in with with neo like why are they working together why, why are they friends you know they're, they're... why was she f- trying to find neo what was her impetus there's no real mission yeah for her she wasn't to... yeah yeah right so uh, there's so many gaps in this uh freaking movie that now it's like i'm yeah it's going lower like it's... in my in my rating right now it's I cannot believe that you could ruin uh, a franchise with these people that are coming back 20 years later. I'm just like I'm really hoping that this is gonna do uh, a venom. Like venom is horrible, but it's making money. So they'll keep making stuff of it until they get it correctly, giving it giving it another chance to make it better. But because like Dune was not assured of a second movie. Yeah. But this is. Is this assured? Well, it's not assured, but like you've made the film like fucking cliffhanger. <coughs> I, I love the part that oh, was it Sai Baby? Sai Baby? Sai Baby. They could have made more characters of that. Just give them give them lines. It would have been much more interesting that they they say they're working with sentience, but they didn't give them a significant role, you know. I mean they use him as a taxi to get to one place to another. That's it. If they're going to give living in the world, they would have been, should have been like 50-50, you know? Like half of the crew would have been sentient and they would have been more personality or did they leave that for Morpheus? But it's weird because Morpheus is like, he can't be like a sentient. He can't represent the sentients because... Yeah, his mind is of a person. You know, you know what I mean. So it's like, is it Sati? But we don't even so see Sati her. Sati is a program, also. Yeah, we don't even see it's her. The bird, the bird version. that Sati, the 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 other bird that. Yeah, kind of... that's what I was thinking. So yeah. either way, how how let how about we we close out uh, this episode about saying the things that we did like about this movie. What's the what's the best story? That's the 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 storyline that you like the most about that, uh, Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, you like you said, Keanu. I love Keanu. I love, I love this, especially the first half of him. You know, figuring stuff out, understanding. It, it was relatable, and you could, you could see it. It was connected well to the previous ones, the you know the game and trying to find out if this is real again or not. The and the action scene. Some of his fight choreography was good. It's too much force push. But did they think of another power? Like was it, why why did they tie him to just one skill, you know? And then I love this some of the fight scenes with bugs. Bugs is my favorite. And mm-hmm. then Carrie Van Moss was pretty good too, but yeah, she was limited. Yeah. Uh, it's funny Badass that we're, we're yeah, ever Criticizing the choreography when her husband in the film is the director of John Wick. <laughs> it's Chad. Oh, yeah, Chad. Is the dir- yeah. oh. He's the director of John Wick. 
So, Didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I know that guy said, so I, I looked it up. It was him. So, yeah, it's just funny. But uh, how about you? What did you like? Uh, I I did love the you know they had a little exp- ex- exposition there about you know um, the best way to co-opt an idea is trivialize it so you know making the matrix into a video game and then discussing the video game and like there's like a certain you know the repeat like the people in that yeah, little circle good, discussing the sequel shots. I've seen concepts yeah I I love yeah I I love that idea I love actually I'm very very satisfied on how they explained why there was a new matrix right you know it's like all right you know they you rebuild you, re- you rebuilt Trinity and Neo and then just put them in a different version of the Matrix that is kind of like more attuned to them. Cool. Um, yeah, that was like a fascinating concept for me. About, and, you know, Pepper, the, the meme about um, putting in the movie that, oh, like, you know, Warner Brothers, they, they name drop Warner Brothers. Like Warner Brothers is going to uh, make a sequel to the original trilogy and they're going to do it with or without us so it's like i was like and uh, yeah and again i guess you know in in the second okay i love neil patrick harris he's dope i love him as the character um if they can put them all back in there just clean up the choreography a little bit you know better effects um more action i think this i think i think it's salvageable but this is going to be a an uphill battle this is definitely going to be an uphill battle Agreed. so yeah i think that is our yeah, i came i came in maybe a 6.5 but after our discussion it's down to a five Back recording on. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you're at a six point five, and then after a discussion, I'm down to a five. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with a five point five because again, 5. I think it there's there's some yeah there's there's good there there's again if, I gotta watch it again if though. they didn't yeah if they didn't have Keanu and and Carry On Lost this would have been disastrous oh it would have been like a, a C movie. Right? And if they, they recasted them, it's like fuck that shit. So luckily they I hope I really hope that they do a couple of more. Or, and then, or really, and really then they, so, they, so. Name, they name drop that uh the machines go to went to war with each other and then no mention mm. of it again. That would have been like I wanna know more about that. I think that's a, a backdoor pilot of like maybe an animated series, like an HBO Max animated series. We'll see. This one good for um yeah, okay, uh, we're done with that. That is Hawkeye, Wheel of Time, The Matrix Resurrection for this week's episode of Plus 6.3 HP Podcast Reviews. Uh, again, don't forget to uh, search us on YouTube. Just uh, look for Plus 6.3 HP, or if you want to launch us directly from your browsers, just type in bit.ly slash plus 6.3 HP. We'd love it. 
if you'd subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification button, comment on the video so uh, algorithms will help us out. But we'll also love in, um, uh, to reply to all of your questions and suggestions. We're on the Twitter and on the Instagram at plus63hp. And we are available wherever, whatever podcast app you're using. So just search plus63hp. We'll be there. You can listen to all of our episodes in audio form. Next week, we'll be discussing The Witcher in the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Do you want to add uh, one more thing here? Oh, sure. Oh, yes. Don't look up. I actually had that listed tomorrow night. I was going to order pizza, get my Diet Coke. I'm going to watch it. I'm uh, going to be excited. Uh, I haven't seen any reviews yet, so I don't know I how know it's going to go. So. So for uh, me, Chibox, uh, goodbye. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Hope you had a good holiday. Um, hope you uh, like and subscribe, and I uh, will see you on our next show. Bye from Big Thank Daddy. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. We appreciate your view and your listen. Bye.